0: dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Ashley Barlow Company podcast. I'm Ashley Barlow, your host. If you are a parent,
1: Welcome back to another episode of Special Education Advocacy with Ashley Barlow. I'm Ashley Barlow, and I'm so happy you're here. I also am on day 10 of COVID, and so I apologize for not only my appearance, if you're watching this on YouTube, but also for my voice, no matter how you're accessing this. You know, I wasn't going to put up the slide, and then I thought, this is real life, and Um, that's kind of the brand around here, Perfectly Imperfect, and I wouldn't necessarily say that being sick with a virus is imperfect at all. It's simply real, and so here we are. I am super sorry that we took last week off. I... Um, had gotten a little bit behind in my recording. And um, I thought that Monday might be the worst day of all. However, I ended up getting pretty sick. And so I wasn't able to record Monday in order to get you an episode on Tuesday after the holiday weekend. And here we are a week later, still thinking that surely we're gonna feel better soon. (laughs) So thanks for reaching out Um, throughout the week, on social media and other platforms. And um, here's to feeling better soon. I got my coffee just in case we need it. I have a feeling I'm going to be pausing quite a bit to take a drink. So we've gotten a couple of questions recently about inclusion, and I thought maybe the best bang for our buck today, because I'm not going to make this episode too terribly long, is to simply share with you one regulation This regulation is located at 34 CFR. Now, the CFR is the Code of Federal Regulations. So 34 CFR Section 300.116. So if you simply type into Google 34 CFR 300.116, you will get the text to this regulation. Now, what regulations do is they kind of tease out the law they help us to understand the law better. So we know that IDEA, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, has a requirement that students are educated to the maximum ex- extent appropriate with their non-disabled peers. <clears throat> so that is that law is located at 20 USC 1412, subsection A5A. I know, it's super hard to read a law. So at 20 U.S.C. 1412 Section A5A, we know that children with disabilities are to be educated to the maximum extent possible with their non-disabled peers. But what's that actually mean? You know, when I had an inclusion discussion with my um, child's school, (coughs) excuse me, I realized that um i needed more than just what the law provided i needed more information and so the first thing i did was i went to the regulation so what does 34 cfr 300.116 say now before we talk about that, I want for you to know that there are lots of regulations that kind of dive deeper into inclusion. In my inclusion workshop, I go through um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. Um, and then there's also case law that dives into it. I give an example in the inclusion workshop of one case just so that you know we kind of dive a little bit deeper and we see what it looks like in real life. Um, So, and then there's state guidance and there's state regulations and there's state law. And so we really have to look in multiple places in order to make the best inclusion argument. But we can also make inclusion arguments practically. And this one regulation gives us some information on how we can do that practically. So I'm gonna read it to you, but as I read it to you, I'm going to help you kind of tease it out so that we can apply it to real life situations. So this one's on placements. So it says placements. and determining the educational placement of a child with a disability, including a child in preschool with a disability, each public agency, that's the school, must ensure A, that the placement decision is made by a group of persons, including the parents and other persons knowledgeable about the child. The meaning of the evaluation data and the placement options. Okay, so that's the first thing. When we're talking about placement, we have to have a group of people that know the child. So if they wanna bring their attorney, you can say, you're not allowed to make this decision because what do you know about my child? They have to be knowledgeable about the child, okay? So that's one argument. You can also use letter to Clinton if you um, come up with that situation. They also have to be knowledgeable about the meaning of the evaluation data, which also means that we need to bring the evaluation data into that discussion. This might mean that we need to go back and look at the evaluation and see if there's better data to support an inclusion argument into the evaluation. Do we need to get an IEE? Do we need to get more observational data? Do we need to get um, questionnaires from people that did inclusion in previous settings? You know, maybe your child was in an inclusive preschool. So do we need to go back and get that information and get that into the evaluation because we have to consider the evaluation. And the people have to be knowledgeable about the placement options. That was an issue for me. I kept saying, somebody, we need to get to the person in charge. Who is the person in charge? And after nine months, the person in charge finally stepped to the plate and said, oh, I think we could do it this way. So we need a group of people that are knowledgeable about the placement options. All right, that's the first consideration. Okay, so now we're going to go back to the beginning of that sentence. Each public agency must ensure that... Now we're gonna go to, oh, I'm sorry, hang on. We're still on um, A. The placement decision is, okay? So now this is number two. The placement decision is made in conformity with the LRE provisions in this um, subpart. And then it references 301 point, um, sorry, 300.114 and 300.118. So now you've got to go back and you've got to look at 300.114 and 300.118. And what those do is they basically refer back to that um, USC, the code, the law, that says that children need to be educated with their non-disabled peers. So you can go back and you can look at those as well. All right, now we're moving on to B. So the public agency must ensure that B, okay, The child's placement is, number one, determined at least annually. So we have to look at placement every single year. It shouldn't change. Um, If it does change, then we need prior written notice. There are certain things that we need to do. Um, It shouldn't change without some kind of change of circumstances, but we have to look at it annually. It has to be based on the IEP. This is why I talk so much about building the IEP for inclusion. That is what is so super duper important, okay? And then I do have a podcast on building the IEP, getting more or getting less out of the IEP. So if you um, want to go back and listen to that, that might help we go into that a little bit more in the inclusion workshop as well. And three is as close as possible to the child's home. This is your homeschool provision. The child must be educated, if at all possible, as close to home as possible. In my particular inclusion discussion, the difference between the two schools, I used to know this exactly, but it cannot be, it cannot be further than two miles. So it's not really that big of a deal, but it is a big deal when you think about the community. So the example that I kept using was the school festival, you know, when everybody else is dressed in their Santa clothes and their Christmas outfits, and they're going up to school in November for the school fundraiser and my kids standing on the sidewalk like, hmm, well, my school's festival was back in September. That has an impact. It has an impact on the social emotional learning of the child, on the confidence of the child. It has an impact. So going to school with your peers in your neighborhood really has an impact. And this is the the federal government. These are the legislators saying, we think that matters. And <clears throat> this is the Department of Ed saying, we think that matters. Okay, so we are looking now at um, the fact that the placement is determined at least annually, is based on the IEP, and is as close as home, as close as possible to the child's home. Now we're going to go to C. So we had A, we had B, now we're going to go to C. The public agency, again, that's the school, must ensure that C, unless the child, uh, sorry, unless the IEP of a child with a disability requires some other arrangement, the child is educated. Oops, oh, I already did that. Sorry, C, we're just gonna be perfectly imperfect still. We already did that one. All right, so now the school has to ensure D, that in selecting the LRE, the least restrictive environment, Consideration is given to any potential harmful effect on the child or on the quality of services that he or she needs. So, we've got to look at the harm, the potential of harmful effects on the child in both a lesser restrictive and a more restrictive environment when we're talking about placement. So, we need experts to tell us about that, and we also need the common sense of the people on the IEP team. We need the common sense of the parents. We need the common sense of the teachers and the related service professionals and the admins to talk about what could possibly harmfully happen in the less restrictive environment and in the more restrictive environment to the child, to the child that's on the IEP. And then E, a child with a disability should not be removed from an education in an age-appropriate <laughs> regular classroom solely because of needed modifications in the general education curriculum. So we can't remove only because the gen Ed teacher says, well, I can't make the environment correct. I can't make the academics accessible. I can't modify enough that this is going to be meaningful to the child. That cannot be the only reason that we remove a child from a gen ed setting. Okay, that is what 34 CFR 300.116 says and means. I hope that is helpful. This one little regulation is super duper helpful to me. I use it quite a bit. I actually have the workbook from my inclusion workshop printed in the binder that I take to IEP meetings because I think it is so helpful um, to take, you know, it's so helpful to have these regulations right at the ready. I hope that helps you. Um, I will see you next week, hopefully with a better voice and maybe even makeup, Uh, same time, same place.